Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chinli Zhuai, a thousand miles. This is Estella, and this is our thirty-second episode for the show. Chinli Zhuai was originally a quote from Mencius, describing an arrogant person who didn't want anyone to approach him, even from a thousand miles away. But our show is to bring everyone from far away to learn Chinese with us. As always, we will start from the very beginning of ancient China, all the way until the Modern era. I'll also introduce fun facts, interesting stories, and how native speakers use them in context. The idiom for today is 千里鹅毛 meaning a gift might not be expensive, but it holds sentimental value. Remember the timeline in the previous episode? It's one of the most chaotic time periods, called the Five Dynasties and Ten Kingdoms period. 五代十国 We're quite familiar with the cyclical pattern: a chaotic period of war, followed by a period of peace and prosperity. As such, the Song Dynasty (960 to 1279 A.D.) conquered the rest of the Ten Kingdoms, ending the Five Dynasties and Ten Kingdoms period. It once again became a time when people valued writers. Educators and philosophers, and didn't care much about military might, although they were often in conflict with their neighboring countries. They still managed to maintain a generally prosperous lifestyle. Historians call it the most advanced society in the world. During the Song Dynasty, technology was highly advanced in the fields of agriculture, ironworking, and printing. The Song system of government was also advanced for its time. The upper levels of the government were staffed by highly educated scholar officials that were selected through competitive written examinations. It was around the same time as the Holy Roman Empire in Europe. Today's main character was a world-class writer in Chinese history by the name of Ouyang Shou. He was not only an accomplished poet but also a talented author. He was a leading figure in the field of literature and held a position of prestige, similar to his Tang Dynasty counterparts. One day. A friend of Ouyang Shou sent him a package of ginkgo biloba from very far away. Ginkgo biloba, yinxing, commonly known as ginkgo, is one of the oldest living tree species. Ouyang Shou therefore wrote a poem to thank his friend. He referenced an older story about a goose feather as a metaphor. To explain that a package of ginkgo biloba might not be expensive, like gold or jewels, but that its true value came from the fact that it was a gift from a good friend that lived far away. Ouyang Shou was touched that his friend thought of him and would go through the trouble of sending him a gift. This meant the world to him. Therefore. 千里鹅毛 is used as a metaphor to say that someone spends time and effort picking a gift that itself may not have a high intrinsic value. Nowadays, we would say that it's the thought that counts. 鹅 means a goose, and the feather is 羽毛 An example of 千里鹅毛 in daily use could be. 这是我这次去旅游带回来的小礼物。千里鹅毛
希望你喜欢。This is just a small gift for my trip, but I hope you like it. Another similar way to say it in this context is, 礼轻情意重。礼 is from 礼物 a gift. 轻 is light, the opposite of heavy. 情意 means affection, and 重 is heavy. For example, 很多年不见的朋友。还记得我小时候喜欢吃糖果，礼轻情意重，就算只是一盒糖果，我也还是很高兴。I'm so touched that a childhood friend that I hadn't seen for such a long time got me a box of candy because he remembered how much I liked it. As you can tell, this is not an idiom that really has any business applications. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed the story and gained insight into how 千里鹅毛 can be used in Chinese. The content was from the Jet References and scripted by Mandarin X. Chinese 课 follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more Chinese learning. See you next time.